There we go. It's just me this week, y'all. <laughs> That'll get old like in five minutes, man. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. We're back. Week 25. Opinionated facts. Week 25. Microphone check. Microphone check. Hey, it's the world's most popular barbecue talk, barbershop talk, man cave conversation. However you like it or dislike it, this is your heavyweight champ of Sports Talk Podcast. This is your opinionated facts. These are your hosts. As you can see, you got the boy... Mr. Ruiz back in the building with us today. Hey, what's going on, y'all? I'm going to bring the energy today more than I do so in other episodes. So <laughs> if you hear anything, you know, I'm just going to try to bring it. Keep y'all, keep your, keep you listening to us, man. There's going to be two of us today. <laughs> As you can see, there's only two of us in the studio. Uh, the Donald Trump of Sports Talk podcast is, is, is called out to work at the last hour. And we also have uh, nobody behind the boards today. How about that? <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like the government shutdown going on, man. You got to make do with what we have, man. Yeah, the, it's the, the government is back. Yeah, yeah. For now, for now. Uh, two weeks, 13 three week, days. Three weeks, three weeks. I thought it was 13 days. Nah, he said February 15th or else. Like, hey. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, well, we're, we're, we're still being affected by the government shutdown on, on, shout, on shout the Nancy, Shout out to Nancy Pelosi, man. Like, she, you know, she, 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 lets Trump, she lets Trump know what time it is, man. She wants all the smoke, and she, you know, <laughs> she has her faults, but like, she doesn't cave in to that orange guy, and I love to see it, man. So we'll see what happens February 15th, but that's either here nor there. We're not, we're not here to talk about that. She wants all the smoke. Yeah. Hey, diving into what we dive into, man. We got Steve Kerr, the fastest coach to get to 300 wins. Is it justified? <laughs> like, okay. That's my. That's where I'm going with it. Is what makes you say it? It isn't, dude. Anybody that coached that team would be the fastest <laughs> to 300 wins. Is all I'm saying. Nah, sorry, but no. But I mean, I. It's easier, like easy for me to argue against that. But you, you being the basketball coach, when you watch these sets being run and uh, different, with the way he puts his players in a position to win. So like it's easy to say just because he got Durant, Thompson, uh, Curry, the Boogie. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, it's never ending. Like I'm not, you know, but 300 wins in your first 377 games, it's nothing to laugh at or sneeze at or whatever you want to do to it you can discredit it but it's just like it is what it is and it's I'm, I'm here I, I, I want to witness greatness and just call it what it is man I'm not going to be like a coulda woulda shoulda guy Steve Kerr has brought a system to that NBA that a lot of people like try to copy and they really can't take it to that level I mean because they don't have those players but I mean is that something you want to hold against them because they know how to play the the, lot of the, the salary cap just when you throw out the numbers, in his first 377 games, he won 300 of them. The number's crazy. Because winning one game is hard. Like, winning one is hard. But I don't want to discredit him, but it's like, yeah, anybody that coached that team, I think, would be the fastest to 300. Especially now, adding Boogie to the mix. Like, if they keep Boogie for more than a year, which is unlikely, 
yo, this thing is not going to stop. Even if they got rid of Kevin Durant next year, they'll still be the favorites if, if they have Boogie. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Or if they <laughs> trade for um, Anthony Davis or any other of the, the hundred scenarios that could play out, I mean, we'll we'll see. But more importantly, and they, they didn't really do it. It wasn't a public thing to start out as, but they, they chose the they played the Washington Wizards sometime this week. I don't know the exact date. They decided to visit Obama or have <laughs> Obama a uh, meeting with Obama instead of visiting our our uh, our forty five. We'll call him that. So the fact that they did that, but they didn't do it publicly, the strength and conditioning coach decided to post it on his social media. He's not that known, but people were quick to put two plus two. So, I mean, I love it. Like, I, I, Trump didn't mention anything about it, but he didn't need to. You see it. You see a bunch of smiling faces with who they think is their president because right now we're a country without a leader. And it shows when stuff like this happens. I mean, they, maybe they didn't want to go to the White House for uh, for Big Macs and, and, and Whoppers <laughs> and all that, but... During the government shutdown, man, maybe they, they just didn't want to, you know, affect the Donald Trump. They might have knew that he was busy at the time. Well, yeah, more power more power to uh, Steve Kerr and whomever decided that that's what they wanted to do, because a lot of people talk that game, but when time comes, showing proof, like, let's say the New England Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl here next week, you know they're going to be at the White House. Whoa, 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 whoa. If I'm about to just going to no, no, the Rams. I'm just, I'm just saying in general. There is, there is. First of all, big up to big up to the Warriors because that's that's big, man. Nobody wants to go go visit Trump and and deal with the stuff that he's dealing with right now, like that, and all the and all the hate that he's trying to spread. Nobody really wants to deal with it. So I, I salute them for going to see uh, for for them going to visit. Are the real president? <laughs> We're still calling him our president. So them going to visit Obama over Trump, I think, is a credit to their organization and 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 the great presidency that that Obama had. And I'm, I'm not gonna be biased by stating a great presidency because I know a lot of people would argue that. But as a fan of being putting people together and bringing people and trying to and trying to be united. You don't want you you don't want to see Trump succeed because he's he's he spreads hate. So when you see all these teams stepping up to him and and not going to visit, like it's that's a big deal. So salute to the Warriors for going to visit Obama over Trump, and you know just not just not selling just just not selling out because they don't want to spread hate. Like how do you feel about how would you feel if you like Clemson? Like, there's probably players on that team that didn't want to go, but had to go. Like, how would you feel about that? I mean, because Dabo sat there and probably said, we're going to take these Dodge Chargers away that we've given these guys. (laughs) And, you know, we'll send you back to whatever ghetto you came from or else. So, like, we know Dabo. Why else would you go? Like, Dabo is about what, like, it's different in college as opposed to the NFL, you know. So, you have a Tom Brady who likes to play both sides? Like, who was the first athlete to really endorse Trump? Brady. Exactly. He had his MAGA hat in his locker. Before <laughs> the MAGA hat became what it became, he had there's, there's pictures of it. You know. Um, do you think Brady knew what Trump stood for? Or you think? Do you think Brady still supports him? I don't think he does because he knows what it does to his TB12 brand. <laughs> because you think like 
who somebody is when behind closed doors in their public persona, you probably think that he's not going to be that person. Trump has been that person. And as a somebody like that, like Roethlisberger, um, countless other people that have supported Trump probably thought they were going to get the corporate version. Yeah. You know, and now we're stuck with everyday, you know, Trump who thinks it's okay to divide the country and and invite and you see invited them high school kids to the White House disrespecting the Native American, uh, the Vietnam veteran. He invited them to the White House? Yeah. No, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. And these oh, kids went on God. the Good Morning America run, and like they try to portray them as innocent kids when they like they were assholes in that well, video. Well, yeah, the full video came out, and it wasn't. They weren't as bad as as, as originally bad. advertised. They were bad. Yeah, they were. They were. They were. They were. They were definitely bad, but they weren't as bad as advertised initially. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm glad they got to. I'm glad they got to state. Uh, you know, they got a full explanation of it. Like, because you want to make kids out of these kids. Like, you know, Tamir Rice and all these other kids are, are adults when their situation came up. Came up, and guess what? They can't talk for themselves. Oh, you're right. So there's no video there, and even when there is video, we we want to discredit it. It's like the, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. So it's kind of like. It's disgusting the way we're at in the country where you get a full press run. The kids are wrong, whether a degree of wrong. Like you don't disrespect anybody, let alone your elders, and just try to hide behind a veil of, "Oh, I'm an innocent kid." You know what you're doing. You know what uh, you're doing. They were, they were, probably rich. Oh, they are rich. They <laughs> go to, they go to Covington Catholic High School, wherever they're from. They're on a trip in D.C. and you know, like I said, man, it's either here or there. Like that's like one of many videos that goes viral and. You know, we talk about it, and then nothing really changes because they it, they pick and choose who they want to portray as innocent kids. They are kids, but when when other kids are put in the same situation, oh, he's no angel. <laughs> That's always the quick, you know, like always the quick when somebody gets caught up, whether they're black, Latino. Oh, he's no angel. They try to bring up the, the veteran's criminal record from the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> My man was underage drinking. That's the crazy. New York Post posted it like, "Oh, uh, well, he has a criminal record." Like, okay, like if they were black, them kids would definitely been thugs. Oh, definitely, <laughs> they would have been labeled as thugs. Yeah, but nah, I just don't think. Like, I don't know. I, I hate, I hate like punishing any kid, but like those guys, I don't know, man. The video, I think they were more irresponsible, just not knowing what they were doing, and leadership failed them because there was. They 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 did have teachers or some type of supervision that was there and didn't and didn't step up, so I don't know. It's frustrating. That whole situation is frustrating. But with that said, I don't know how Trump invited how Trump invited them to the White House. That's just crazy. You can do whatever he wants man, at this point, man. Like, <laughs> can, you know, so Trump does do whatever he wants, but uh, Clemson like had to go, and I like how. The Warriors said, "Now nah, we don't have to do anything. We're adults, and we're going to see Obama, somebody who we admire for the way he led the, the country, rather than somebody who we don't we don't admire because they're just guys who he, he you know he's, he's, he's just stand up for the wrong thing. They're promoting division when well, we're supposed to be the United States. So shout out to the Warriors. Shout out to Steve Kerr. Uh, I still wanna." There's still that hint in me that says he might he might be all right. Because when it's all said and done, Kerr could be one of the best coaches ever, record-wise. 
and he'll be labeled as one of the best coaches ever. And is that a, is that true? Like, will he be the? That's not. You are what your record is, man. <laughs> like you want to question it, and then and the LeBron started it. LeBron started it. The Warriors perfected it. So it's kind of like, like LeBron never envisioned that you could team up with. You basically have five guys that are all star players on your roster. So LeBron went to Miami. He had Boss and Wade and a bunch of secondary talent and he did what he did won two titles but I don't think he envisioned it taking it to another level and when you have people in Golden State that just crunch the numbers man they make it work like and I respect it now when you look at what you don't question Kerr's uh, greatness behind it like, like Mark Jackson didn't have this Kerr's. Mark Jackson didn't have this great group assembled but he couldn't get them to perform at this great level when he had Curry Thompson I think he had Draymond. Draymond was a lot younger, but yeah, young Draymond. So Kerr comes in. It's like I'm not even comparing him, but John Gruden. John Gruden took Tampa Bay to the next level, and Tony Dungy, a Hall of Fame coach, couldn't. So does that discredit what John Gruden? Well, he discredits that himself after what he does after the fact. But <laughs> uh, Kerr's kept winning at of historic pace. So it's kind of like you can't really you can't question it, man. Like like. You don't. No one dares to question Phil Jackson. The triangle offense and, wasn't even his. And that's and that's my thing. Like, well, he never said he was the inventor of the triangle. But that's triangle. the point. But a lot of people will tell you that he that he was. Yeah, but like again, Phil Jackson. Like people go out and call him the best ever. How can we say that? Like your teams were good. If you're picked to win and you win, like how is that? How is that coaching? How is that overachieving? Like, what are you doing to, to, be successful? You're you're picked to win. You win. Like, what's the, what's the 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 great coaching job you're doing? You know, for nothing, man. Marquise called you. Said you sound like a Nazi sympathizer earlier. I don't know what what triggered that comment. <laughs> but you sounded like a Nazi sympathizer to our, one of our viewers out there. Shut out, Marquise. <laughs> but it, I, I want to trigger. I, I didn't want to trigger you there, but I'm just saying. Wow. Man, just Nazi sympathizer. You like to call people to Donald Trump a podcast? You know what I mean, <laughs> no, there, there you have it. This isn't me saying it. This is somebody that's you know giving us their air, and it, it, that's what you're sounding like. But. That's neither, that's neither here nor there, man. Like, the, the Kerr argument, we could argue till we're blue in the face, but it really won't go anywhere, and it won't. Out of 377 games, you won 300 of them at the highest level. I don't care who you roll out there. Nobody yeah. else has won at that clip. You could coach that team no, to 300 I wins. I don't run, I don't know basketball like that, man. <laughs> they run these sets out there, and it's like, oh, it's easy to say why Clay Thompson is open in the corner for three. Everything that happened before that, it's beautiful. It's it's like I hate the Warriors for my own reasons, but I'll never say that they're not fun to watch. And they've, they've innovated the game. To a certain degree, bad, there's bad parts of it. When you have a team like Houston who puts up 53s a game and makes 10 of them, like it gets hard to watch that sometimes. Like your boy Harden, it gets hard to watch. So that's why I don't really, I'm not really on the James Harden hype train. Hold as on, I'll talk about James Harden a second. But your Warriors thing is, like, they're running great sets. Yes, they're great players running the sets, no. so it looks amazing. No. <laughs> like, been great if you put great players out there, of course they're going to be great running whatever you tell them to run because they're great at what they do already. We're He's not running that offense with 
little Ray Ray and them on the block. Like he's running this with the best players in the world. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna argue that point. And like I said, we can argue to a blue in the face, and I don't think anybody wants to hear that argument. But give give coach coach Kerr his his flowers while he's still here to smell them, man. That's all. I don't want to argue about what he has, about what he adds to it. So, and he probably won't be around much long. You know, he has his back issues, and who knows how many more years he's going to coach. But right now, I can't name anybody. Like, you can't name anybody. It's co- just come into the game, no prior experience. You come, <laughs> you came in from being an announcer, yeah. and everybody's laughing at Golden State when they when they hired him. He played the game. He played the game forever. But not everybody that plays the game is just going to come in there and just be so innovative. Is Luke Walton? Luke Walton's his disciple. What's he doing in L.A.? Are they looking beautiful out there? The set's looking great? There we go. There, <laughs> no, but there goes a prime example. Because Luke, Luke Walton took that team that he had, and he took them to 40 and 4. Oh, or 40 man. and 2. Like, it, was, it was something crazy like that. Like, Luke Walton was the, the top coach coming up. And now LeBron's talking about he wants him out. 40 and 4 with that team, though. LeBron would want anybody out. That's not a guy that he brought in. <laughs> so that argument doesn't really hold water, but... It's it, it is what it is, man. Maybe but that I'm doesn't saying, go right with what I'm saying. Is Luke Walton a good coach? I think he is. I mean, he, he has a young team, so it's kind of like it's not comparable to what he had in Golden State as an assistant, as an interim coach when Kerr was out. But he's got talent. It's just all in how you use it. Exactly. Kerr Kerr knows how to use his talent. Like there's been other guys that have had great collections of talent. Maybe not as great as what Golden State has, but and they failed. So nobody had like who? No, 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 not like I said. Nobody that, but there's been other teams that have been put together, or a combination Spolstra. of players that have been put together, and it's just failed. And I think you're calling out Spolstra. No, but did, did AI and Melo work in in uh in Denver? No, uh, that's not the same kind of talent. That's two Hall of Famers that wanted it for themselves. That's, okay, bad. You put Melo in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. That's a whole other argument for a whole other day, <laughs> but I don't really. Mellow I mean, mellow now to be mellow now, you have to be mellow then, man. <laughs> like, so like, don't right. disrespect mellow. I mean, I think ever since Lala got started getting more of a role on power, his game has gone down. <laughs> I mean, you gotta watch your wife do them things on power. It it gets tough, but don't disrespect. I think the fifth or sixth year anniversary of his sixty-one point game just came across, man. You forget how great mellow was, man. Yeah, but yeah, okay. He's a Hall of Famer. Man. <laughs> His numbers don't lie. He's top, whatever. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but Melo is a Hall of Famer. One at the collegiate level. He put up however many points he's put up at the NBA level. We gotta remember it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Melo might be a Hall of Famer. It's debatable. I respect wins, man, and you and you can't put like when when you, when you talk about Melo and AI on the same team, they were both. Selfish basketball player that need the ball to score. It's all about timing too. Look at all them failed experiments they tried in Philly with AI. Like you can say about AI's not the best teammate, but he got Chris Webber with no tread on the tire. Got Tony Kukoc with no <laughs> like uh, you get these guys no talent and I mean you get a name. Sometimes a name and then you realize that damn he's he's not who he used to be. And what Kerr is doing is incredible. And I'm gonna. I'm going to celebrate greatness instead of trying to nitpick everything that's wrong with it. So it's, yeah, I, I will say it's incredible. But what I'm saying is I don't but think What you're saying is that you can throw out there and you can throw up 
a, a number and the, the Warriors are just going to listen to you and run run a set and be okay. I don't think they have to listen to me. <laughs> I think they can go ball. out there and do whatever they want to do. It's ain't AAU it's ball, still, man. Still, like still teams play will ball. play, team will play defense on you. Certain teams, I don't know why teams don't. Uh, How will you defend them? Well, you don't switch on the pick and roll. That helps. You see, notice the teams that don't that don't switch on the pick and roll and play them a little bit better. Yeah, but, yeah, but it helps. It, there's, I mean, there's certain things, and you just catch them on the wrong. Like, it's going to be hard to beat them uh, four games out of seven. That's just the way it is. But will Houston do it? I don't know. Well, everybody likes Denver. I mean, Denver beat up on the Sixers last night. They remind me of Atlanta a couple years ago. Like, are they going to make any noise come playoff time? I doubt it. No. The Warriors are just. Like they're just running sets and getting everything perfected. Come playoff time, <laughs> you can say running sets. They're just <laughs> trying to figure it out. <laughs> I don't think these guys have to run sets. I think they can really like go up there. I don't see them freestyling. They're almost comparable to like the dream team right now. Now, like like the dream team was just dominating on on the, the world scale back when they had the original. Well, they've won ten Mike in a row now, and Boogie's still not all the way back, but. I mean, even his type of game, maybe on a pick and roll, maybe, but his type of game back to the basket, I don't know. And maybe at the top of the key, he can take over because Andrew Bogut and Petulia were like underrated in their in their um in their system. What can like I could pick up two guys that probably know nothing about basketball and go out there and have a winning record with the Warriors. Not like me as like coach me, but like me as in like not knowing anything about basketball, and like winning record, yeah. Are, are you going to win a championship? Yes. Teams will catch up to that, man. I'm watching the Rockets, and these guys dribble the ball for about thirty straight dribbles, and then James Harden goes to the hole and gets a foul and finishes at at, at the rim. But that's your MVP. And, an that's amazing your MVP. talent. No. Oh, he's an amazing talent. Yeah, watch the Sixers game. Watch Embiid. Watch Embiid. <laughs> Tell me that's not the MVP of the league right now. The MVP of the league right now is James Harden. Oh, man. Listen, I don't like the game. I don't like the game at all. But what he's doing is still remarkable. Yeah, he, you know, he's got that old man, old man at the game, old man at the Y game. And he knows how to draw fouls and a lot. I mean, he still makes a lot of shots. Like so, that argument about where most of his points come from the free throw line, it really doesn't doesn't really stand up once you look at the numbers. But it's tough to watch, man. It's <laughs> tough to watch. And but what like, I'm saying is, like, that's the NBA. Like, if you have talent, you're going to win. Right now, James Harden is the best player in the league. Now that LeBron's out, but he's the best player in the league, and he's winning games close to single handedly. He's the best offensive player in the league. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. But that's the best player in the league. No. Who are you taking over? Who, should, who are you taking over James Harden right now? I'm taking Embiid. That's a, offensive. That's a homer pick. It's not a homer pick. It's just I watch. Well, I watch every single game. <laughs> but when you watch what Embiid does, at seven feet tall and the way like, is he the perfect player? No, he has his faults. He takes you know possessions off on defense, and he's not all you know. But for what he does and where like. It's two first two years fully out. He's been an all star starter. Does that and you just watch his games and you watch a game like last night? The Sixers without him, they they get blown out by Denver. Does that mean like the MVP needs to get away from being the best player on the best team? And James Harden isn't even that in the West. 
it became a popularity it became a popularity award with in the NFL and to me the MVP of the when you break it down most valuable player means if I took this player off this team they're not making the playoffs they're not doing nothing so that's why LeBron should be like on his 10th MVP because <laughs> no, you see what Cleveland has become without him yes yes and they still have Kevin Love and well I don't know if he's injured or not but they still have Kevin Love in it. They still have an NBA team, but they're not functioning as what they were. I don't think when 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 you talk about LeBron, yes, but his numbers have to be MVP ish. And, and you don't got to lead the league in scoring. Like there, there needs to be standards to the MVP. Like you should be and like standards went away. A top six in scoring or some st- statistical category, and. Your team should also be have to be like winning. I'm not talking about like a winning record. I'm talking about like you know top four or five in the East or West. We got stuck there for a minute where it became the best player on the best team. Curry. Yeah. Well, Curry deserved it. He did. Two years. Uh, but that, it, I'm saying this year right now, our Sixers are sitting third in the East. I think, if I'm not mistaken, like right now, Joel Embiid is the MVP of the league. Like it's it, you can't say Joel Embiid is the best. I mean, is the MVP of the league right now? Right. Yes, I said it. And Joel Embiid might not be the best player on his team. Don't tell me Ben Simmons is better than him. I'm ben Sim- Yes, Ben Simmons is pretty good. Ben. No, like it, it. It is what it is, man. Like I, I, like I said, we can argue. Like I said, I don't have his numbers in front of me, but when you watch him and what an MVP is supposed to be. Like right now, it's it's Embiid. Like Harden takes over games single handedly, but who does he have out there right now? Like who else can he pass the PJ Tucker in the corner? But so many times. I'm about to say, well, you're arguing over like I don't think I think the Sixers have a better roster than the Rockets. Really? Yes. Uh, that's arguable. I mean, right <laughs> now today. Yes. Okay. I mean, just during this last 10, 16, or this 17 game stretch that Chris Paul been out. I think you, you think Chris Paul going to come back and fuck it up? He's coming back today. I mean, he's going to come back and mess up some chemistry. I don't think. I mean, they, that's what they brought him in there. So, uh, so Harden wouldn't have to handle the ball all the time. And it works for them. I mean, it, if he doesn't hurt his hamstring last year, I'm thinking they take the Warriors out. No way. Oh, man. <laughs> you didn't watch the first six games. I mean, what, what did you... I did. Exactly. So, what, I mean, Chris Paul was dominating. And so Woulda, coulda, shoulda. I was about to say, so was Kevin Durant. But, like, there's no way... I mean, all right, well, the, to your first point, when Chris Paul comes back, I, there has to be a time, There has to be a way where he gets the ball in his hands. So, James Harden can't take 20 seconds off the shot clock dribbling and then go to the hole. Like... Chris Paul needs the ball in his hands, so he'll so he'll have it. So I think that it's going to be like harder for this guy to put up fifty point games, you know, with Chris Paul on the court. But if they're still winning, it doesn't consistently matter. like right, he does. Right, right. He can still do it, but I'm saying consistently like he's been doing it. What he's on game twenty something or thirty plus points or something like it's been crazy. His numbers are and ridiculous. Was, like they got blown out by the Sixers, and the, the only topic they want to talk about is that he had another thirty point game. <laughs> that disgusts me and like whatever. So I don't really watch ESPN like I used to, man. Like, it's not it's not the same. Like they got they lost by twenty, whatever it was, and you want to talk about he oh, he continued his uh, scoring streak and I'm getting a lot of hate on these comments here, man. Like these people are killing me. I need I need Mr. Lupton to elaborate on why I'm a 
Nazi sympathizer. Because Trump is. And I need Mr. Goodson to, 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 to why do I need to stop? I'm speaking opinionated facts right now. <laughs> Elaborate on these comments when you're commenting on me. Uh, There's no timestamp on the comment, so like we don't know what you're what you're talking about. But uh, that's yes. either I agree with y'all. I agree with y'all. <laughs> what? I agree with y'all, and that's just that's just. You call me a Nazi sympathizer too? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. I'm saying that these kids need guidance, and you guys are calling me not not Nazi sympathizer. You ready to just throw the whole kid away? I mean, don't, don't try to fix them. Sometimes you just got to throw people away, man. A lot of people would have threw me away when I was 17, oh, 18 years old, too, it. man. Stop it, B. It's, it's the not, truth. It's not the same. It's man. the truth. People would have people threw you away with some of the decisions that we made when we were in high school. We can't hold kids accountable for that. Yeah. But, you know, what, what can you do, B? Anyway, moving forward. Uh, people, people... People within the organization are hating on Carson Wentz. But who are these people? <laughs> we will never know because they're unnamed sources, man. So, the the topic of discussion is like a like well, let me backtrack a little bit for the for our listeners out there. There's an article put out uh, on the vo- it's a website called The Voice. Uh, Philly writer gonna mess up his name. Joe Santaliquito, I think his name is. And if I'm wrong, fuck him. <laughs> and that's neither here nor there. But uh, his, you know, I followed the guy on Twitter and I backtrack a little bit. Like, he has a little bias against Carson Wentz, and that's neither here nor there. You don't got to be a fan of the guy. But to put out um, an article where you're calling him an egomaniac and selfish and that a lot of people in the organization want him to succeed, but at the same time he gets coddled and that he plays favorites and that he doesn't run certain plays because they're Nick Foles plays. I mean, it, it was a lot to unpack, man. Like, so as an Eagles fan, like, well, both of us being Eagles fan, like, you, you, there's other organizations out there that deal with stuff like this. The Steelers, the Packers, like, there's other articles that have been written about quarterbacks. The Brady is a, is a prima donna, and I, he's earned that right. Like, you know, so do you respect it because there's no name attached to it? Or do you be like some of it is ri- some of it some of it has to be true. Put your name on it. Exactly. If you don't put your <laughs> name on it. I don't. I don't respect it. Nah, but uh, I can see it being true. I mean, most NFL quarterbacks are all the great ones are, are coddled. But it, it, anybody out there that watches the NFL, could you really imagine Carson Wentz bullying anybody? <laughs> could you imagine him bullying the offensive coordinator saying, "Nah, B, I'm not running that play." Yes. Right. I, bullying, <laughs> bullying is a tough yes. word, man. Like when you're the best person on the playground, on the football field, then every football field you touch for predominantly your whole life, yeah, you get a certain type of swagger to you, and uh, you're not going to put up with some stuff you don't like. And the more confidence you get within the organization, the more money I'm making. And you now I got people telling me this in one year. I got people telling me this in another year. But do you not want your quarterback to be that? You want a swaggerless quarterback, man? <laughs> you want you guys please, uh, please I want run a, this play? I want an egoless quarterback. No, no such thing, B. All the great ones have egos, man. So you say Kobe didn't have an ego? No, I said quarterback. No, no, no. In general, <laughs> I, I'm t- I started with Kobe. I was going to go down the line of every great player has an ego. Like Carson Wentz says the right things. But do, how do you think he felt watching Super Bowl Fifty Two, 
knowing that that's his team and he has to sit down on the sideline because it's out of his control because of the injury. Do you not think, as a human, you would react and be like, damn, that should be me out there? Isn't that your ego? Yes. So what do you want a quarterback to deprogram about themselves? So you for you to you being the the diva receiver that you were back I'm, in your playing I was days. About to say, well, some positions need egos. Quarterback is one of them. Yes. You're pulling guard. No, don't, don't no, need to no. have an ego, man. <laughs> no. You're pulling guard. Don't tell you, hey, I'm not. I'm not pulling on this play. Well, wait, as the quarterback, being responsible for every part of every aspect of the offense and everybody on the field, I, I can't have you worrying about yourself too much. I need you to worry about if everything is, is run right and, and, and things are done correctly that the play is going to work and be successful. So I need my quarterback to be less about him and more about the team. Now, your receivers, they can have their egos. Your running backs, they can have their egos. Even linemen, they don't, but they could. Well, who's watching but, them hours and hours of film now for the most part? Your quarterback. Exactly. So when he sees something in the defense, whether he's right or wrong, or if you say, I, I, I use this as an example. I don't remember exactly what game it was. Wendell Smallwood had a big fumble. Uh, in the Carolina game, he was wide open in the flat. And this dude decided to throw at the double-covered Asan Jeffrey. Is he wrong for that, for not trusting the guy that fumbles all the time? Is he <laughs> yes. wrong for that? No. Yes, he is. That's human nature, man. Like, yeah. why am I going to throw it to you if you're going to fumble it? And I can throw it to my all-pro receiver over here. Who's double-covered. Hey, man. No. He's going to make it happen. Listen, trust the offense. Run the players that are going to be called. Like, it's in basketball. Do I pass it to the guy who normally, like, if I'm coming down on a two-on-one and I know that guy has an opportunity to miss the layup, do I keep it? For myself, because I know I'm a better person at making a lap. No, like He's not you, keeping the ball. To you himself. make the right basketball player. You make the right football play. That's what I need from my quarterback. Like I need my quarterback to understand to be. You have to make the right football play at all times. Because if you check out and get selfish, then the whole play is going to go. Because who has the ball in their hands the most? The quarterback. And if you want to be selfish with things, how can you be successful? Well, a lot of the, the Wentz haters were uh, using uh, the targets that uh, Ertz had during the season. NFL record-breaking, uh, I think 115 or 16 receptions as a tight end. You know, never seen a season like that. They, they, they try to argue that he 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 only had eyes for uh, for Zach Ertz, which was true. But Nick Foles came in. Did did the targets for Ertz go down? No, they did not. We have, we we have a good comment from Varen that says. Uh, Varen Ellis says the QB needs to be very confident, but the ego does need to be checked. I agree. The QB always needs somebody else, which is true. Like the quarterback can't operate without everybody doing the job. So he has to make the right play in order for the play to be successful. So, yes, if you throw it to double coverage, because you're trying to force the ball to one person when somebody else is opening the flat and and, and that play don't work out, when you come off the sideline, I'm, I'm in your ear. I'm cursing you out. That's my job as a coach. That's like a coach being – a coach can't have an ego. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. Before I say that, they do. It's just uh, the, the, um, the level of it. Like, and your accomplishments allow for more to be tolerated. 
So Belichick gets away away with a lot more than uh, his guy in Detroit who just took the job. Like nobody, you know, winning cures everything. So, you know, Wentz, at this point, he needs redemption this year. And what well, we can write a million articles with a million anonymous uh, sources, like until somebody steps up, whether it's an ex-teammate or like you had ex-teammates that aren't even on the team anymore defending the guy. Yes. So like that by gosh, golly gee, Southern or what? Well, not even Southern. Like he's from North Dakota, but that, that he comes off a certain way. Is he like that all the time? I hope the hell not. <laughs> but I really don't think. They try to make it seem like he is what this writer tried to make him out to be. And certain parts you want, certain parts you don't. But, like, I just want to hear from somebody that doesn't have an agenda that's clear as day and feels that Foles would be our best quarter, our plan. Like, that's a whole other topic of discussion. Is Foles, are they making the right decision by already coming out saying that it's Wentz and they're not, they're moving forward without Foles? Like, would you want them to have a uh, a QB battle next year? Not a QB battle, but he's not signed, so it's not like you can trade him for anything. So, or they they could run the risk. They would tag him, and they'd have to pay him top five quarterback money. So that 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 stops your whole other free agency because you can't pay nobody that if your money's tied up with foals, and then trade him. You know, like there's a scenario where you could let's say tag foals, trade him to Jacksonville for Leonard Fournette. That's just like people get bored and start making up scenarios. That could happen. Yeah. But do you run the risk of not paying other free agents? Well, the Eagles like, don't need Leonard Fournette, but I, I see your point. They need they need an every down back, man. Do you remember the days of having an every down back? It's been that long, man. McCoy, it's been that long, man. Well, it's Ajay, nice to Ajay have. Ajay is going to be good. He he was going to be that he guy. Had this year knee, he had knee problems before he tore his ACL or whatever he tore. He's not the long term solution. This like it's been ten years since they invested a second round pick or higher in a running back. They don't value the position. So you keep... The league don't, though. The league don't. The Giants do. The Cowboys do. Uh, The Rams do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... If Saquon's sitting there, you got to grab him. If Curly's sitting there, you got to grab him. You didn't have to. A lot of people would have been okay with that. Like, if if the Giants would have drafted a quarterback, whether it worked out or not, they would have been like, you have to, because this is a great quarterback class, alleged, supposedly. If they would have drafted Darnold or whomever, they would have been like, that's the right move. Because we don't value running backs like we used to. And, you know, their their shelf life is short. So it's kind of hard. But then you see what Barkley did this year. So about to say, like, it's, it's kind of hard not to justify it. But the Eagles need a, a more – maybe not – you don't need a Barkley or a Gurley, but you need somebody that three downs out there is a threat to be out there, whether it's running and receiving. Is that Leonard Fournette? I don't know. But they got to invest higher. You don't, like – to quote The Wire, you watched The Wire, babe, back in the day? Everybody watched The Wire. Hey, man, you don't do more with less. <laughs> you don't do more with less, man. Like, <coughs> when it's firing all the writers at the Baltimore newspaper, you don't do more with less. So the Eagles, you, you can run out there with Josh Adams. You can run out there with Wendell Smallwood. You can run out there with Darren Sproles. I, I need Darren Sproles to come back next year, man. He's still got some some uh, some plays left in him, man. I don't know, man. He didn't look like the same Sproles. He, looked, he, looked, he showed his age a little bit this year. Hey, man. He's but because he had to do more because there's no other running back out there that you trust, that you know. So that's why in the in the Saints game they only ran the ball like three times in the second half. So, I mean they had some injuries on the O line, but that's neither here nor there. And I'm not even mad anymore. It's already out of my system. <laughs> but you know, you need to invest in that in that position. 
moving forward. And we start off on Wentz, and then you know, the, <laughs> the Eagles fan comes out in us, and you're like, you know, I'm already because last year this time, you know, I was, get ready I'm getting ready to watch Super Bowl, and I didn't watch a single. I didn't check a single mock draft. I didn't watch a single highlight. And I'm already sending videos out to people like, oh, man, I like this running back. I like this guy. And look at this mock draft. So you can tell it's already back to that mold. And, you know, but we'll be back. But that's neither here nor there. But it's just <coughs> if you don't put your name behind it, I don't respect it. So is there some truth to it? Yeah. But any quarterback that doesn't have a, a spine is not going to last long in the NFL. So... That part of it is cool, but it needs to be checked and it needs to moving forward. The sad thing is, I don't know the exact quote, but some writer for the Eagles that they had their uh, they started off the season. It was a big, <coughs> it was a big issue because they had a, a Super Bowl logo and they had a super, uh, they had that in the locker room and Malcolm Jenkins and other players told them to take it down and uh, then at the end of the season. They had a famous Vince Lombardi quote up at the locker room as you're leaving the locker room. It wasn't the winning isn't the only thing. Winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. It was another quote that Vince. And if I butchered the quote, I'm sorry. It was something <laughs> about what's ha- what happens here stays here. Something to that. Something to that. To where it's, so at that point, the organization knows that there's people out there with loose lips, and that can't. All great organizations have turmoil, but it can't. You don't. If you have a problem with the quarterback, who do you take it to? You take it to the quarterback. Yeah. As a man, as a man, that, that applies in life. I'm about to say, you have a problem with anybody, you take it to that person. If you feel that you've been working your ass off and you <coughs> deserve more targets and you've been open on plays and the guy hasn't seen you, talk to the man. Don't run to some media guy to get your story out there and then not put your name behind it because you're going to be stuck in that position. If you're a practice squad player, if you're Golden Tate, if you're Aguilar, if you're Jeffries, whomever had a problem with Wentz this year, they should handle it and go to him and go from there but that's not the world we live in the anonymous source still still goes on and it gets some validity because the NFL quarterback is an egomaniac at times and some are worse than others but the great ones pretty sure most of that is true about the great ones but that's neither here nor there hey Wentz Wentz is the real deal though so like I, when I, heard, I was about to say something I'm looking I'm, I picture his highlights in my head, as I was about to say, I was about to say, but Wentz is the—he is good. If he's healthy, if he ever can stay healthy, like it'll be good to see. So, moving forward, your boy Eminem. <laughs> <coughs> oh man, let me uh, let me look it up and play it for our listeners, man. Because at some point, you have to like I don't care how great you are. Like, it gets to a point, just because, A, because you're the boss, doesn't mean that you can just hop on anybody's record and ruin, you ruin an album. It is a 13-song album, and Dead Smack, <coughs> well, not Dead Smack in the middle, but song number eight on uh, Boogie. He signed to Shady. Just found out about the guy. He's, he's a pretty, pretty good artist nowadays. He's saying a lot with new rappers that are coming out. But uh, Marshall Mathers decided to hop on... <coughs> The track, and he gave us, he gave us this great greatness, man.
having sex with a sheep. Fuck what you heard. All this talk in my ear. I got an idea. Like the clerk when you're trying to buy beer. Since on the mic, I'm a nightmare. Fuck. That's enough of that. But, uh, like he tried to top himself with one worse line in the, in the previous. So... If we had technical difficulties, I don't know if you guys heard it, but it's it's basically he's talking about a, a sheep herder, <laughs> and uh, it's it, it's a very complicated line. So the sheep herder is uh, it's having sex with a sheep for whatever reason, and Eminem says, "Fuck what you heard." So first of all, does he need to keep rapping, B? Uh, <coughs> he is what one of you gonna call him one of the greats? I mean, yeah, it's white privilege at this point, but it, Eminem <clears throat> is good for what he does, and at, at certain at certain points, it's just like you just got to deal with like, and that's the thing with rappers, man. There's no back issues, there's no knee injury that can make you stop rapping or being a good rapper. It's like LeBron today could tear, you know, tear his ACL. And LeBron's done. Tore, tears Achilles. He's never going to be the great one that he was before. Or that could go for any other player. And what happens to rappers that decide that they want to ruin their legacy and just start giving you horrible bars, man? <coughs> like, a lot of that happens where rappers, uh, they chase whatever is popular at the time. So imagine, like, Eminem started doing... Eminem started doing mumble rap. Like, oh, just... Boy. Like, just t- to chase whatever the kids are doing, to be cool with whatever the kids are doing, and it sounds like that. Like, you're 40-something years old, you cemented your legacy, you have a good ear, because Eminem is signing great artists. Like, the whole Griselda camp with Conway, Benny, and uh, Westside, they're doing their thing, they're signed under Shady, so, and this kid, Ben, uh, the hell was his name? <laughs> forgot his name, man. Uh, Boogie, Boogie, the kid Boogie. Listen to the album, love it. He has a great ear for talent, but he he he, he really went into the studio and laid that verse down and sent that email. Cause I doubt artists don't get in the studio together anymore and do songs together. That's where that whole Dreamville. Everybody's excited about Dreamville. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah. Everybody's excited about Dreamville <laughs> having eighty rappers in the booth, and we'll see what becomes of that. Eminem recorded that verse and hit send on that email and was okay with that. <laughs> Well, everything that he his last album was good. Can we say that? You can say that. <laughs> you don't agree? No. All right. So everything. You, you know, hold on. This is a uh, Kamikaze. Yes. Okay. It's not great, but it was a good album. More bad than good. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of skippers on there, and this is like at this point, if you're not putting out a great body of work to be an older rapper like like Jay Z. You put out an undeniable classic each, every time. Yeah. Why do it? Are you well, bored? Are you <laughs> no, because he thinks that it's a certified classic. He thinks that. And but, the problem the problem with Eminem is that he's in his 40-something <clears throat> years old and he's still rapping about being a good rapper. I think he's trying to prove to himself because he hears all the naysayers as well. But... He's, you know, he's on social media. He might not be on, but he's, he's obviously watching people say he's not... Where he used to be. But the more he raps, the more he's almost adding... Fuel to the fire. Yeah, like he's adding validity to what these people are saying. 
It's like he's trolling at this point, man. But he's always not to this degree. Like he Eminem would always hit you with a punchline and you would sit there and look like I could have came up with that. But at the same time he'd give you something great. Like yeah. but now it's like more of the latter where he's just it's a horrible punchline. He, or he's rapping off beat or yelling at you and it's just like at what point do you just say stop? Eminem gotta give it up with what you're saying. He should retire. We should never hear Eminem first again. Or just use your platform to bring up these artists without rapping. <laughs> like, it's not saying, like, uh, uh, a Jay-Z picture with Meek Mill does great, is a great promotional thing for Meek. If they're talking about prison reform. Or just a picture with these guys. Like, or just tell your fan base, hey, um, such and such has a project coming out next week. Support it. I like it. You should like it too. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to rap anymore. That's like telling. Uh, I don't know. We're sports guys. There. It's not. It's like telling a great shooter not 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 not, not to shoot no more. That's that's different because you lose it. Rapping. Oh no, shooting. It's not a good example because you lose it. And there's reasons why you lose it because you're using your body to do your job. This is your brain. A shooter shoots. Yeah, but soon enough, that muscle memory only gets you so far and you're not making like all the threes you used to make in a row. Like, like you think Ray Allen's still? Yes. Well, he's not that old, but okay. I think any Larry shooter, Bird. You think Larry Bird is still bad back and all in the gym like just straight hitting three three after three after no yes. your body just says I can't do it anymore no I think Larry Bird can still shoot jumpers better than a lot of people <sighs> he doesn't need to compete in the NBA no more well no he can't do that well he can't it's just like Eminem but he can shoot he can go out there Eminem. and still make 15 threes in a row okay Eminem can hit you with five good verses in a row and then he hits you with that but he <laughs> likes doing what he what he does so it's record it record it and put it in a file and never release it <laughs> like send it to your friends <coughs> send it to your friends that's Don't. terrible man it's not it's, <laughs> it's not. called disrespect you're disrespecting the legend he's disrespecting himself when he tells you before <laughs> he gives you this horrible line that you're talking about his legacy and he doesn't appreciate it well yeah when you're man. competing with Kanye for horrible lines uh, like cause I I, I stop listening to stuff I don't like. So I can't really... Like, Lil Wayne gives you a horrible punchline every now and then. I can't listen to Lil Wayne. But no, I mean, Lil Wayne, great rapper, great discography to a certain point. He reached the point where I think he just put too much music out. And, you know, you start... Everything is like, and you, you your punchlines just get... They dry out. And it's just like... It happens to the best of them, obviously. But Eminem, if you're not making songs with other legends or... Like nobody, like when he put out Kamikaze, literally nobody was asking for that album. <laughs> he gave Jonah Lucas a, a good look on that song. Yeah. Like I like that I, song. I'm sure his core his core fan base was probably excited when that album came out. Yeah, but like it's just certain things in rap, man. It's just like the rappers that were bragging about not writing. We can tell. <laughs> we can tell. Yeah. Like so, it gets to a certain point to where you're just like, all right, you're, you're pushing fifty. Are you going to get the residency in Vegas? Like that's the the popular thing now. Like I heard Drake got a res- residency. Cardi B got one. They're they're going younger now. Like so, it's not like drawn out to like a year. <coughs> I don't know the the details behind it, but more salute to them. Like, so wait, get, what are they like? You not, said, they're, yeah, they're just not going to tour. They're just going to do the the, res- the residency. I don't in Vegas. think it's like a year. Like before, it used to be like washed up, like Elvis. He'd just be in a place for a year, and he'd have a show every night. You know how depressing that sounds? 
Yeah, I mean, and he's like, not like what he used to be. Cardi B's in her prime, Drake's in her prime. I think they have like a certain set of shows that they have to do. It's not like every week or. Once again, I don't know the details, but it it, it has to be something that works for them because touring is how they make their money. I was never the big I was never a big Eminem fan in general, but I can't see Eminem. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to see an Eminem residency. <laughs> like, a lot mean? of his music hasn't aged well. Nobody wants to hear Kim nowadays. It's just like, hey, you. there's certain artists that you listen to when you're in a certain mood. You know what? I'm removing his status. <laughs> he <laughs> never had it with me. He's not, he's not, he's not one of the greats. Because his music didn't age well. No. He's not one of the greats. He's not even... He's not on the Mount Rushmore rap. Right? Let's just say that. No. He's and, a great at what he did. He found his pocket, and there was no other white rapper. That And even nowadays, Logic is really the only guy, and Logic is half black. But you look at him, you think he's white. Yeah. But there's really no other white rapper that could fill his his void, and he found it, and then he beefed with pop stars. He beefed with, like, everybody but rappers. And, man, the only, only rapper I know that ever really came correct at, uh, at Eminem was Ja Rule. <laughs> you, you can tell your jokes about Ja Rule now at that fire fest. <laughs> but when he said that line about uh about Haley, saying yeah, that was your mom's in this, <laughs> you know, your wife is that, so what you expect your daughter could be is like, geez. That was hard. Like geez. you're gonna That's in the hip hop hall of fame. Okay? <laughs> like, yeah, cause, like, Cause I don't know how old I was. I don't know I was a teenager and I heard that and I was like, he didn't just say that. He didn't just say that. Yeah. But like Eminem is what he is, man. He gave us eight mile. He gave us eight mile, man. <laughs> <laughs> he did give us eight mile, and he gave us arguably a couple classic albums. But it's just when your music don't age well, like a Jay Z or a Nas or Biggie. Like Biggie gave us two albums, two certified classics, Tupac. Like every like a lot of people on that great list. Like you can listen to their music today. You're not really pulling up a lot of old Eminem songs and nah. be like. But there's certain songs where he just found his pocket and said some wild shit or had a different flow and you enjoy it. But it is what it is. And like that's no disrespect to him. But when you hear songs like that, um, it makes you it makes you think twice about where he should rank. Hold on. Before we move forward, if anyone is in need of credit repair, building credit, business loans, counseling, contact the Credit Lab here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. You can contact them for a free consultation at the www.creditlab.com. You can follow their Facebook page at the Credit Lab, or you can give them a call, 717-509-8899. And if you, and if you mention the P-Native Facts, you get $50 off your Credit Lab repair startup fee. So make sure that you guys check out the Credit Lab if you are in need of any type of credit repair. Moving forward, I think we got about couple minutes left so I, I do want to touch on this before we get up out of here uh, you saw the fire documentary <laughs> saw the Netflix one I didn't see the Hulu one but I watched both last night uh, well yeah last night um, Billy McFarlane if anybody didn't watch the the fire festival thing you should definitely go out there and watch one of these documentaries I never heard of the fire festival until the show's but I guess I'm not in that tax bracket yet. But this was a festival that was supposed to be designed, a music festival that was supposed to be uh, designed for the upper class on, on, a, on a deserted island where you can 
Pablo Escobar's on. Pablo time. Escobar's on. <laughs> well, it started out there. Then they had to move it. Right. A couple they, times, a couple times. Yeah. So, it's supposed to go there. It's supposed to be a dream weekend. Uh, all you can drink and eat and, and, you know, just have a party with stars, models, whoever else is there. Like, it's supposed to be one of the best festivals of all time. That's how it was sold. People sign up for this thing. I'm talking two hundred fifty thousand dollar villas that they're paying for, and four hundred thousand dollar houses that put they're put paying money, for. Put money on the bracelets and all that. Yes, you put you put money on your bracelets that you can go down there. There's supposed to be no cash. And shit. Yes, yeah. a cashless event. Uh, great musical performance supposed to be up there. Like good music. No, 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 no. That part. No, <laughs> no. If you deserve to get scammed, if you, you know the headline in Act B. <laughs> Blink one eighty two. No, that part, no. Nah. I was getting that next. You had Rick Ross, and but the headlining act was Blink-182. In 2017, I, I, whenever it was, within the last couple of years, Blink-182 was the headlining act. You deserve to get scammed. <laughs> People going for the experience. So, and Ja Rule was, was Billy McFarlane's partner. So, you know, you got the Ja Rule stamp. People really was, you know, who, stamping that who thing. Who knew that stamp was that valuable? <laughs> Yeah, Ja Rule. So Ja Rule stamps it. I guess this thing means that it, you know it's legit. But uh, so I guess Mc- Billy didn't have enough funds and to put this thing together. And everybody's telling him that he's crazy for even thinking of like this thing is not going to work. You need more time. They tried to put this thing together in six months. Like, so, yeah. I think it's like eight weeks when it came down to like building stuff and man, but I. The one part that stuck out with me, I don't know the guy's name off top, the gay guy. Yeah. For the water, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, that. I'm not going to ruin it for y'all, but none oh of you, none God. of you are as dedicated to your job as uh, my that, that guy. Like, he was ready to risk it all for some water. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a must watch. It's a great documentary. It is like, a great documentary. I mean, I'm glad to see that some people are getting paid now after the fact because GoFundMe and everything, but it's still a lot to go through and. Like the fact that Ja Rule didn't see any jail time behind it, God bless his lawyers, because I don't really know how <laughs> he didn't. Because Billy, well, Billy did it to himself because he came out of jail and, and did the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> like it was. It's it's unbelievable how, like, what people would pay for. Like he sold these people a dream, basically, and like with no hard facts behind it, and people spent thousands of dollars on it, and and it, it, they actually showed up to this event and. Like we don't want to ruin the documentary for you, so, but go check it out. It's definitely worth F- watching. F Y R E, not yes. F Y R E Fire documentary. Uh, Billy McFarlane, Ja Rule. Well, that that was interesting. So check it out if you guys are uh, if you guys need a documentary at Netflix and Chill Night. That's definitely something to check out. Don't watch that uh, that Ted Bundy one late at night. It's gonna be hard to go to sleep at night after that, man. Like I, you're a grown man. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> you're a grown man. I don't care, man. I'm not. Like, Ted Bundy was a was a crazy. And the fact that he escaped jail twice, and just the stuff that he did to those women is just. And to hear him explain it, like that's what. Like you just get his voice stuck in your head. And <laughs> I slept the light on. I slept the light on. No, you did. Yeah, I did, man. I did, man. I let the dog sleep in the bed too, and he gives me warmth, yeah. And oh my goodness, Ted Bundy was a, and they're making a movie. Like Zach Efron's playing him. I don't know how that's gonna go. He kind of looks like him, but I don't. I don't know if he could take it there and be dark and evil as Ted Bundy was. But 
them Ted Bundy tapes will have you sleeping with the night o- light on and <laughs> asking yourself why and it, it's out there, man. This is a grown man sleeping with the lights on. Same guy who's fighting a cold, man. Don't don't come at me, man. I'm still fighting a cold, man. Fighting a cold. Man. <laughs> We're still fighting it. <laughs> hey, is there anything else on the docket you want to touch on? Uh, not really. I mean, we want to talk about that game situation when uh, name dropping Kim Kardashian after all these years. Like oh, that's the stuff, the stuff that we do for fame, man. Fame is a hell of a drug, man. It really is, but I never was the biggest fan. Maybe Game could take over Eminem's position in your uh, in your legends because he's had cla- he has cla- classic. Well, I give Game one classic album. I've always liked Game. One classic, that's what I mean. But uh, he's a name dropping son of a gun, <laughs> and th- it doesn't surprise me. The beat sounded great, but it's just like the stuff you want to talk about. Like, but that's the thing though. Kim Kardashian sells herself on that. Mm. So, do you really feel bad for somebody that posts a nude selfie every other week? No, but there's no need. I don't feel bad for anybody involved, but I thought it was funny. It it is funny <laughs> to a certain extent, but it, it's just it, it's sad. Like game should, and the fact that game made fun of Jay Z for still rapping at 38, and you're 39 doing this. It's <laughs> hey man, like attention. If you want attention, Ugh. like he's got to right, drop the right the right names, and you'll great you'll get it. And you know, God bless him. Will I listen to the album? Probably not. I'm I'm a game fan though. I'm a game fan. JC on ain't getting my listen. You can't disrespect somebody's wife like that. It's, I mean, it, you it, can. What we're talking about. Game was bragging about how he was having sexual intercourse with. Oh, that was it. Kim, that, he would have been fine with that. <laughs> uh, with 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 Kim Kardashian. Very vulgar stuff. Yeah, it takes a lot for me to say that, but it's very vulgar. And I mean, at some point, maybe he'll make a video for it, have a Kim K lookalike, and you know, but. Kanye does it to himself, man. He's an easy target. And I, on the record, I don't want to cancel Kanye anymore. Well, why not? Because, man, I feel like we cancel all the wrong people, man. Just because he had his own opinion, I canceled him. Yeah, I'm still... Yeah. No, I'm not canceling him, man. Just because we, <laughs> we, don't, we don't support the same politics don't mean that I can't support you. I, I never buy the sneakers, but I listen to your old music. <laughs> what about new music? Yeah, it has to be good. That's the thing. It was easy to cancel Kanye for me because the last music has been trashed to me. But I'm not canceling like I canceled R. Kelly. That that's not a hard one, you know. Like yeah. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a strong individual Even for canceling. You, 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 you did come in playing R. Kelly recently, <laughs> so I mean, I, I don't, I don't know when the cancellation started. It started right after that, and, then, <laughs> okay. and R. Kelly can't read or write, man. So he didn't. He, I don't think he gets any money off that song anymore. That's crazy, man. Uh, hey, man, I heard he has some horrible dealings, but that's neither, that's neither here nor there. But cancel culture is tough, man, and I'm just not going to cancel Kanye. I'm putting Kanye in that box with R. No, why? For having You're right. You're right. You're game? right. I'm yeah. still canceling him, but he's not in the same box as R. But I'm going go <laughs> to listen to late registration and college dropout on the ride home. <laughs> on that note, we're getting out of here, man. You going to wear your MAGA hat, too? Fun, but they, they don't make fitteds, man. I, I, I got Did a big ass. I might have. <laughs> God damn, man. <laughs> I don't like the brim. I don't like the brim on the on the MAGA hat, man. It's a bit too floppy for my liking. That's because they're not made for black people. Exactly. And the red, and white, here, red and white don't really uh, work like that, man. You're getting so. out of here, man. Give you a shout out. <laughs> shout out to everybody. Thanks for <laughs> listening. And we, we did it, B. We, we did, did it. We, we did, did it. That hour went by quick as hell, man. Was it a full hour? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. was a full hour. Oh, yeah. Look, man, definitely shout out to uh, 
Shout out to everybody as well that's listening. Shout out to everybody that follows all the pages on Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, understand that um, we, 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 we do appreciate you listening and coming through every week with us. Make sure you follow the rest of the TCP lineup today with uh, Say Less and Raw Royalty and sit down with the Johnsons. Uh, shout out to uh, the Donald Trump of Sportscast. The Donald Trump of Sports Talk Podcast. Red, who couldn't be here with us because he had to work. Um, shout out to the Seven Letter Family like we do every week. And shout out to Lady Bearcat Basketball, too, man. We're finishing up our, our season next week. So we out here still grinding with that. Um, other than that, I think we're good, right? Hey, stay laid up, stay prayed up, stay out the way. That's what some old folks had to say. Nobody on the boards, and we still got it done today. Holla at us. Hey, we, we fucked up. Did we hit play over here? We didn't hit play. We didn't hit play over here. Nothing, nothing's going on. Dude. Oh, here we go. I, I hit stop, right? Yeah.